you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets, Trade Deadline Edition. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. I'm coming to you from a hotel room in middle America uh, because I'm here. Uh, I got a family situation going on, but I am still dropping these episodes because we got to talk about the NBA Trade Deadline and we got to talk about a tough slate for best bets for Friday in the association for February 9th. Joining me to do so, as he does every Friday, is Sean Little, co-host of Buckets at Chicago Flow on Twitter and in the Action Network app. Sean, how was your trade deadline? Addy, what's going on? It was good. I got two teams right now, man. I'm a Chicago guy, born and raised, diehard Bulls guy. And then, you know, I'm in New York. I'm in the Madison Square Garden, the world's most famous arena on a nightly basis. So I'm a built-in Knicks fan now. So one team did phenomenal. One team, not so much. Yeah, one team, not so much. We'll talk about all the trades that went down on Thursday, the lack of trades that went down on Thursday. We'll break it all down, give you a couple of angles. I'll talk about kind of how I've adjusted teams based off of power rating, um, moving up or down as kind of a quantifiable idea of uh, where the teams sit, sit after the trade deadline. Uh, reminder, everything we talk about today can be found in the award-winning Action Network app. Best way for you to track your picks. Games this weekend. You're going to find stuff. You're going to like, oh, if you're, let's say that you, you downloaded the app and you listen to the show, but you don't check it that much. Okay. Go into the app this weekend, pop it open and just start looking around. You're going to find something that you're going to want to bet. You're going to find something, whether it's Nick Giffen and all the props and the angles and projections that he's got, whether it's the favorites and the angles that they've got lined up, whether it's all the great work that our team does on props. You're going to find something cool to do. Check that out in the Action Network app. Also, make sure to check out youtube.com slash the Action Network and subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can catch the video versions of this show as well as our live versions coming up to cover the rest of the NBA season. It's going to be, uh, we do the All-Star. So next week we'll have uh, an episode that, that breaks down all of the All-Star stuff. We'll do All-Star MVP and, and Saturday Night Winners and all of that. And we'll, we'll have a Best Bets episode for you on that. 
after that, guess what? It's playoff time. Like we're, I'm going to crack it open the magic numbers, putting that all together. It's a, it's a great time of year in March and uh, late February and March as we get ready for the stretch run into the NBA playoffs. Uh, we'll start by doing best bets for Friday, but Sean told me before the show that my man is plum out of best plum. bets for Friday. Plum out. And first off, I want to I wanna apologize to our, our fellow loyal Buckets listeners that I wasn't explicit on Dame being out when I backed Milwaukee. Um, he ended up not going. They ended up getting smoked at home by the Minnesota Timberwolves. So I didn't make that explicit that that was, that was a key. I mentioned it. Didn't make it explicit. Looks like the Suns play is going to come in. So I want to apologize for not making Dame explicitly a part of that handicap that him having to be in for for how they've been playing on offense. But yeah, Matt, we could go through this full Friday slate. I mean, I could go down game by game. 76ers Hawks. The Hawks are the worst cover in the NBA. Who knows what's going to happen in that game? And Maxi, is he going to play? Is he not? I'm not sure. Celtics are laying almost 17 against the Wizards at home. That's a huge number. We know that's going to be the, the case anytime you want to back the Celtics. That feels like too much of a number in that spot as well. The Raptors are coming off six games straight on the road, have played well in some spots, but they're overall a bad team. And that R.J. Barrett IQ trade, it's a very good spot for R.J. because this is the kind of team, this is the kind of very mediocre middling basketball team where he'll be able to get 25 points, 25-5-5, a nothing burger type of situation, no pressure. It's a very good spot for RJ Barrett to thrive. But overall, they're a bad team. I can't I can't really back them. And the Rockets on the road aren't very good. The Bucks are on a back to back laying another massive number against the Hornets. And offensively, they have been so, so bad. We've talked about that. Kings Nuggets. Nuggets are playing right now as we record this in LA. I don't know who's gonna play in that game. They're on a back to back. Lakers are on a back to back against the Pelicans, who have been playing really good. It's a really tough slate, in my opinion, for Friday. So I'm going to have to take the evening off. We'll talk through the rest of the slate and what Matt's got, and then we can go into the trade deadline stuff. But I didn't want to give out a very, even even sub-lukewarm play out to the people going into Super Bowl weekend. So I'm going to stay off. Okay, first off, you don't need, need to be feeling bad because of the, the Dame thing, because uh, listeners of this show know how the NBA works. Yeah. They know the deal. They They, they know that. You can't. You, you always got to be ready uh, for players in and out, and so yeah, uh, yeah. I think I, th- I think you're good on that one. You know, I want to talk to this Hawks this Hawks game. All right, so I backed the Hawks earlier this weekend in what I thought was like the spot, like the spot versus the Clippers. I still I do not regret that bet. I feel like that was the bet to make, and they had it, and then they blew it at the end because they're the worst ATS team, maybe in history. They're laying three and a half on the road versus the Sixers team. So I want to, here's a, a quick, quick numbers thing here. Baseline for the season, I've got the Philadelphia 76ers right now at about a 3.6 on the season as a whole. Let's bump that up to about a four um, with Embiid. Let's, let's say that they're about a four. They're, they were at times way higher with Embiid, but let's go ahead and bump them up to a four. Uh, I talked about on the show about how if I do a, Kind of, if I do an adjustment of, of um, I've got a, a number that projects spread impact. If I take Embiid's number and then I subtract Paul Reed 
number from that. And then I kind of like take that and Mobamba. Um, it comes out to about five is, is basically what it is. It's like a five point deduction on their power rating. Okay. So if I knock down the Sixers from about 3.6 to a minus 1.5, that's a major, that's a major downgrade. That's a huge downgrade. Yeah. Okay. That's a five point downgrade on power rating. Okay. Like that's the, what you should be average, what you should be, what your uh, spread should be versus an average opponent on neutral court. If I knock it down to a minus 1.5, which is a huge downgrade for this Philadelphia 76ers team, but Nick Batum's out. Okay. Nick, Nick Batum's out. Uh, DeAnthony Melton's out. Robert Covington is out, who, you know, fr- fringe player, but he, he's out. Buddy Hill's not going to play after the trade. Patrick Beverly is obviously out. So, okay. Let's knock it off some more. Let, let's knock off another full point on this thing, and let's drop it to minus 2.5, okay? If I do that, and I take the Hawks full season number when they've been largely pretty healthy throughout the majority of the season, if I do all of that, if I get, get everything in that type of position, and then I look at what this number should be tomorrow night, uh. Yeah, I uh, I still come out with Sixers minus four based off of their <laughs> the strength of their home court. Let's give them average home court, okay? Let average home court because no one beat. I still have the Sixers minus one. Okay, that's how bad the Hawks have been. So my question is like, why not just fade the worst ATS team in basketball? Like, yes, the Sixers are have been a, a terrible without Embiid for sure. Now they're being that they're home dogs versus the worst ATS team in history. Why not? Yeah, you would think, right? I the big question mark here is DeJounte Murray coming out of the trade deadline. Is that lower back tightness all of a sudden going to relieve now that he's going to be on the team uh, for the rest of the year? So that that might be a question here coming in to this game. If DeJounte just play, that that'll be another addition that the the Hawks can compete with Philly, who's going to be very shorthanded here coming into this game. Tyrese Maxey's point prop coming into this game is 28 and a half. And he has been struggling the last three games in those three losses. Yeah. Has gone under his PRA in the last three. He's shooting in the 30 percentile in all three of those games, 35 and a half, 37 and a half and 35 in the three straight losses, 12 points, 15 points and 23 points. He's been struggling. Uh, those last couple games. Now, you know, Atlanta might be what the doctor ordered to get back on on track, especially on the offensive end. But big question in here is DeJounte Murray coming back. Um, how banged up is Trey Young's hand? I watched that Boston game. They played really well in that game against Boston in Boston. They were competing, kept it tight throughout. In the four I, I in the fourth quarter, of course, Derek White hits three threes. They gave up a ton of open looks from three to Porzingis and a few guys, but that game was tight throughout till the like the I would say the last five or six seven minutes of the fourth quarter. They played really well. Now, are they going to keep that up on another road game in Philly? Big question mark is Dejounte coming back, and if he does come back, is Maxi going to be able to to carry them offensively? Because that's the only answer they have right now. So, so you mentioned the the Boston Celtics laying sixteen and a half, and I kind of joked that like maybe that's the best play on the board is just to lay the sixteen <laughs> and a half points yeah. with the Boston Celtics versus the Wizards. Um, 
especially after the trades that they uh, pulled off on Thursday. Um, the one I do want to talk about, though, is there's two. I, I will say that my I have uh, I have two best bets. So first is going to be guess what Pelicans first half. Yes, I know the injury report is not great for the New Orleans Pelicans. I get it. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas is questionable with a calf contusion. Zion Williamson is questionable with a left foot bone bruise. Zion doesn't necessarily play a lot through those types of situations. Pelicans first half has just been a wagon. It's 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 been a wagon. And I'm going to keep riding it, especially versus the Lakers team on the second night of a back-to-back. Um, I like the matchup for them, regardless of whether Zion plays or not. And so I'm going to go ahead and at this number, which is uh, a half point, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and play the, the money line on the uh, New Orleans Pelicans as a road dog first half versus the Lakers. Yeah, no doubt. The Pelicans have been cooking in the first half. 33-17-1 against the spread in the first half. That's second best in the NBA, only behind Boston and on the road, 16-10-0. No pushes, ATS, once they leave New Orleans. It's really tough. We've talked about this quite a bit with the Lakers. It's really tough for them to get up for big games back-to-back nights and in, mm-hmm. and in spurts. They don't win. There, there hasn't been a time that over the last – I'll say I don't have the numbers in front of me, but at least this season where we're never talking about the Lakers winning seven of eight or six in a row. It just doesn't happen. They have a hard time stringing W's together. This is a big matchup going on right now in L.A. with Jokic and the Nuggets in town. I would not be shocked if they showed up at home, even though it's a back-to-back with no travel. But New Orleans has the rest advantage and come in and have a slow start to the game. Injury report pending. Let's see who shows up for the Pelicans. But it has been the Lakers' MO. They get up for big games, take care of business, and drop off a cliff in the next couple. So this would not shock me at all. I I, um, I have no problem with looking at the Pelicans here in the first half. And we saw the Pelicans jump all over the Clippers in the first half the other night. They came out ready to play. Clippers were coming off a big, a big, uh, a road, six or seven in a row on the road. They got back to to L.A. at Crypto, and the Pelicans jumped all over them. That's what they've been doing to people all year. Um, They haven't traveled. They they were in L.A., got the day off, and now they show up as long as they avoid that Los Angeles flu. I don't see why they wouldn't show up here in the first half like they've been doing all year against a Lakers team that's going to be coming off a grueling game against the Nugs. So, yeah, I like that spot. Lakers this season, when they face a team that averages fewer turnovers than they do, they really rely on turnovers. When they face an opponent that that averages fewer turnovers, which the Pelicans do, uh, the Lakers are just 12 and 18. That's just 40%. So opponents are 60% ATS when they average fewer turnovers than the Lakers do. Key trend that I found in that spot. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. 
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The other bet that I'm going to have for this slate, and then like I'm trying to resist a few of these because some of these do feel like traps. Like, the Rockets, here's a, here's a, here's a trap one, just real quickly. The Rockets are um, on the road versus the Raptors. Raptors are two and a half point favorites. Power rating, I've got this, like, Rockets should be favored. However, the Rockets are 9-13-1, 41% ATS this season on the road. Like, there is zero play on the road, so I can't play it. I don't think I want Toronto. You kind of told me before the show, you kind of lean towards the Raptors a little bit here. Yeah, I kind of lean towards the Raptors just because they've actually been playing some tough ball. They had a double overtime game against uh, the Thunder um, earlier this week, but they just can't seem to close out these games. Potentially, they can get back home and maybe put it together for a full 48, but not enough for me to to print a slip on it. Uh, The other best bet that I will have for the Friday slate is going to be the over in Bucks Hornets. Uh, Bucks are on a back-to-back. Hornets, obviously, uh, lose P.J. Washington in trade, uh, lose Gordon Hayward in trade. However, the Hornets defense remains terrible, and this Bucks defense is still giving up a ton of points, and they're on a back-to-back. Uh, I'll take the over 232.5 there. They might be missing some guys. I understand it's weird to bet into that spot. I don't have a... I don't have, like, a... X, Y, and Z are out, so this went under. I don't have a scenario for that. Like, all of the scenarios still lean over for me based off, especially with the projection full strength in the 240s. Uh, I'll go ahead and I'll take the over 232.5 in Hornets bucks. Yeah, I mean, it's if Dame is back and in the fold, I think the the it's actually shocking to me that they bring in Doc to kind of sure up the offense, and it's, or the defense, excuse me. As soon as they bring in Doc to sure up the defense, the, abs- the offense falls off a cliff. Like, they, they're one of the worst teams in the NBA the last six games on the offensive side of the rock. It's actually pretty crazy that, that, that the, the full switch on that side. I mentioned this yesterday. Dame has absolutely been struggling from the field. He was poor all of January from the field from three. He has a solid game, and then he backs it up with two or three clunkers in a row. Now, has Dame earned the, the pass? that he's getting currently, sure, he's been an offensive force his entire career, but he's been playing poorly on the offensive side, and it's not the guy that they thought they were getting in Dame with how he's playing right now on the offensive side with Giannis. Giannis has been showing up night in, night out like he has been forever, but just from the floor, Dame is, is struggling a little bit on just pure production. So when that does switch and flip and they, they do put together a really good offensive game, they're going to start blowing through those the, those team totals and the overs and game overs. Um, is is this a good spot to do so? 
sure. But it's you, you gotta you gotta pick the spot and kind of look ahead. If anything, I would look at a team total here for Milwaukee on the offensive side. Um, because yeah, Charlotte's gonna give up buckets. Last one I want to talk about before we uh, talk about some trades is Nuggets on the second half of back to back versus the Kings. Kind of an important game for them uh, from a number of perspectives. They're up double digits on the Lakers right now as we record this. Uh, I've got the Kings are one point favorites because of the back to back, I assume. But even with the back to back, I still make this Nuggets minus two uh, or minus one and a half. I'm sorry. I'm not sure. I don't think the Nuggets are actually going to arrest anybody. I just, I just, they had, they just had three days off. They actually got a practice in this week. So like the Nuggets are in a really good spot here. They're, they haven't been a great road team, but they're a much better road team when they're fully healthy. And this is a game they actually might get up for on the back to back. Uh, I at least lean pretty heavily towards Nuggets uh, versus the Kings plus one. I agree with you. What makes you think they get up just for this particular matchup? Anything? extracurricular just for the Kings or is it they're rested enough they've had yeah. enough time where it's like this is the this back-to-back won't be as strenuous as others they get up for good West teams is kind of like what they've done they get up for the Warriors they get up for the Lakers they get up for the Clippers they get up for the Suns like those are the games I think that they do get up for uh like they did not get up for the Rockets games you know and they also didn't get like the, the Thunder just outright beat them um I do now. I will say I have joked pretty routinely. The reason I will not bet this is the Nuggets have a nasty habit of losing in Sacramento, and the reason I think is that because Michael Malone has never forgiven the Kings for firing him ever, and I feel like the Nuggets they don't intentionally lose, but it would be very funny to me if they intentionally lost just to make Michael Malone's blood boil, just as like a little fuck you to the coach, just like a little, just like you're always yelling at us. Let's drive you nuts with this. Yeah. Did you know that Michael Malone still won't wear purple? <laughs> Is that okay. true? That's true. He will not wear purple because of the King. What happened when he got fired from the King? All right, let's talk about some trades. So best bets uh, over Hornets, Bucks, and first half Pelicans. Take me home. Those are those are going to be our uh, the best bets for the Friday slate. And we'll have a full slate for you on Monday with the future Jays. This podcast is proudly presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get $158 in bonus bets when you bet $5. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk about some trades. We'll start with the Knicks, right? Your uh, not hometown, but your uh, local town crew with the Knicks. They trade for Bojan Bogdanovich, Alec Burks. Great pickup there. They move on from Quentin Grimes in that deal. Uh, The they they wound up (laughs) like adding at the deadline with the team. Now they're banged up right now, right? But the moves that the Knicks pulled off today. 
I think like everyone was kind of raving about them. It just reflects like, Hey, this is a very complete team. They still have the, the powder dry, so to speak for a big trade acquisition down the line. This is a very good day. If you're a Knicks fan. Absolutely. For to give up two guys that don't necessarily play and not necessarily, no, I should not necessarily play guys that are yeah. DMPing yeah. <laughs> in Malachi Flynn, Archie Diacono, mm-hmm. and Evan Fournier. Yeah. And then give up a guy in Quentin Grimes that was contributing, but nothing massive. So essentially, the only piece you gave up was Quentin Grimes and twos to get back Boyan, who's going to get minutes and bring up and bring buckets off the bench, potentially even get some starts here. I'm, I'm interested to see how that rotation works when, when he gets acclimated into the team. And then Alec Burks, who's familiar with Tibbs and, and the franchise. So I think it's a massive win overall. I know we were talking about on the, the Action Network Slack and go back and forth that Boyan is not a guy that's going to, you know, you're going to enjoy seeing five on five potentially in the half court against some of these big time offensive players. But I think the rest of the guys with with OG and the and the rest of the defensive framing of the Knicks, he might be he might have a lot more flexibility on the defensive on the defensive side of the rock. So it is a big day, a big win for the Knicks. I can't stress how important it is that they didn't reach and try to go out and burn up that dry powder that is on the sideline, as Matt laid out perfectly, on a potentially piece that wouldn't work, whether that be DeJounte Murray or a Zach Levine or a Cat or any of those guys that have been named throughout the last couple months. They have a fully loaded clip, potentially with Julius Randle and the ones that they have, to go out and get a big, big, big time player, whenever that may be. Maybe it never comes, but they have the option. Matt, the robber may never come, but people have the gun in the in the bedroom just in case he does. So that's what the Knicks have. What an analogy. The, 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 what full, an analogy. the fully loaded clip is in the gun and it's in the bedroom. If you want to come try to rob me at my house, do you come come in if you want to, but what I'm getting at is the Knicks are still just as nimble as they were yesterday, and they added two guys that can compete and, and score and bring value to the team right now. So I love what the Knicks did. Leon Rose has not missed on any of these plays the last two years almost. So exciting for Knicks fans once these guys get healthy. The OG Ananobi report with uh, the, the procedure on the elbow to remove I believe it was bone spurs or something yeah. of that sort yeah. to, to clean that up, get that out of the way. Now, three to four weeks, he should be back. The Knicks are in a really good spot. And all of a sudden, Dante DiVincenzo doesn't miss anything. And he scores 30 a night if given the opportunity. So they're all of a sudden extremely deep and still have the dry powder to do a lot of different things, whether that be this offseason or next year at the trade deadline. And all we're looking at is, the Pacers still trying to get their footing. The Sixers are falling off a cliff. Boston continues to have a lot of opportunities at the end of games, and they haven't capitalized on them. We still have a lot of questions on them. They have to prove a lot of different things to us. And then Milwaukee 
is struggling. It almost seems like the only team on really solid footing in the East is the Cavs, the Knicks, and then Boston. But more Boston because they are absolutely so loaded. It's it's almost impossible not to be on solid footing. So a great afternoon for Knicks, Knicks fans, and only positive moves. Small, single. They're they're hitting singles over and over and bringing in a lot of runs, and they're not striking out trying to hit home runs. So big win for the Knicks today. Yeah, it was. A, I mean, it was a great deal. There's no question about it. It's not like they like they did awesome. I think um, Bogdanovich is an interesting one in that he was the numbers were actually really bad with him on the Pistons in terms of the impact. So like he's a 40% three point shooter. Like he can, he can actually handle and create. He's a professional player. Burks is really solid. Burks has been solid for years. And like Knicks fans know that like he was good for them and then he got traded and then was good for the Pistons, even with their, how terrible they are. And then, you know, getting them back now. So it just shores up that second unit. It increases their lineup versatility. There's a lot of different ways you can play around them. Still need to get Mitchell Robinson back. Yeah. Like that's the big thing is they didn't add a big. So they still need to get Mitchell Robinson back. Um, that is something that I think is kind of hanging out there. We talked about it on Sunday's show about the value on them. Uh, interesting at BetMGM. So like they're seven to one to win the conference, which is the same as the Suns to win the West. But the Suns are 14 to one to win the title and the Knicks are 18 to one. And I would actually argue that like that's not a none of those figures make sense because i think the knicks are closer to winning the east than the suns are to winning the west um and i do not think the gap between those two teams and the title odds should should reflect that so uh, i do think there's value still on the knicks and i think there's a a little bit of value there to be found maybe wait and see if they can slow down a little bit without oj here over the next three weeks but uh still you know if you want to get in right now i don't think it's a, a bad look to get in on the knicks at this moment in time yeah, uh, last of the Dallas Mavericks. Who, really quick on the who? really quick on uh, Burks and Bogdan Bogdanov or Boyan Bogdanovich. Uh, three point shooting per NBA.com. Burks from the corner, forty percent above the break, forty percent catch and shoot, forty one percent pull up, thirty eight percent. Bogdanovich corner three, forty three percent above the break, forty one percent catch and shoot, forty percent pull up three, forty seven percent for Boyan. So yeah, the shooting is there. That's what they needed coming off the bench. So let's see how it shakes and how they, they, they string it all together. But a lot of guys that Tibbs can go to, 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 to get answers if they are questions in different situations in games. Let's talk about the Dallas Mavericks, who did some big moving today. Uh, they have given up basically all of their draft equity over the next like five years. And that's what, that was the common criticism today was like they gave up their flexibility in terms of their draft pick equity over the next like until – 2020 until basically 2030 uh and the risk is that Luka Doncic if he's unhappy like free agency etc but I liked what they did I really liked what they did so uh to recap if you missed it they sent they got Daniel Gafford from the Mavericks for Rashawn Holmes and a future first rounder and then they got PJ Washington which that was a he was a very popular name in the trade market for Grant Williams Seth Curry and a first round pick uh, I was really surprised at the reaction to this online where people were like, wow, like that's a lot. Like is PJ Washington that much better than Grant? Well, yes, he's a lot better than Grant Williams. <laughs> Grant Williams had like two good years with the Celtics and they yeah. were great years. When Boston decides not to retain you, that's a warning sign. Think of the guys that have left Boston and how they have played after. It's not gone well. Grant was a disaster this year on both ends. He wasn't impactful on defense and he couldn't shoot. 
Uh, Washington is not a great floor spacer, but he is a, does have a really smooth two level. It's like 2.9 level game. Um, he's got a lot of athleticism and versatility. And quite honestly, when, when PJ was on a team that was actually competing for the playoffs, PJ's defense was not that bad. Like I don't judge him off of like how the Hornets have looked. This team is lost. It's pointless. And when you move him out of that, he's going to be, I think a lot more engaged. Gafford's a great get. I gave them a full point upgrade just for Gafford because it shores up Lively. If Lively is not available due to injury, Gafford's able to fill in. It's a rim runner. Now, there were some people that were like, oh, yeah, Nelly, it adds like rim protection. <laughs> Easy. Okay. Gafford has a really hard time with anybody with size. Like Gafford's a small, yeah. he's slight. He's tall, but he's slight. So he gets knocked over pretty easily. There's a reason that Embiid tore them to pieces. There's a reason that Jokic scored 42 and not just because those guys are awesome. It's that Gafford literally doesn't have the size to compete with those dudes. But for some of these other matchups, just in terms of the athleticism in the Western conference, I, I think it's a, uh, it's a really good get. I, the Mavericks feel like a more complete team to me now where it's like, all right, Luca and Kyrie and PJ Washington and Derek Lively, and Tim Hardaway Jr. They've got shooters, they've got wings, they've got bigs, they've got combo bigs, they have rim runners, and they have Luca with Kyrie there as well. They didn't have to give up Josh Green. That's a big big deal for them because I still think Josh Green plays winning basketball. This is a really good deadline, I think, by the Mavericks. Yeah, I agree. I don't if you're a Luka Doncic fan and you want him to be a Maverick the rest of his life, who cares about twenty thirty getting getting back into the draft in twenty thirty, in my opinion. Now, if if you just have to try to make him happy at every stop, and I think that's what they've been trying to do for a while. We saw we know the Christian Wood experiment. We we know what happened with that and what has happened with him at a lot of different stops. But the the PJ Washington get I think is really good. PJ Washington and him on the defensive end kind of reminds me a bit of Dejounte Murray in the fact that both of those guys can play defense in the correct situation. But if we're in situations where nobody cares, which is what's going on in Charlotte, and a disaster that is the Atlanta Hawks. DeJounte didn't forget how to play. There's just no effort and no want to on the defensive end. I think that goes the same for P.J. Washington. He's a 6'7 big. That's versatile and is a knockdown shooter. I think that's a big, big good get for Dallas. Now, as you mentioned, Matt Gafford is slim, is little. We'll get beat up inside. And Indiana and Washington continue to get destroyed by bigs inside and people that can rebound really well. But it will help Derek Lively when he's on the floor and can play a lot of a lot of minutes when Lively is out. It's a it's a big body that can do a lot of different things in the Western Conference for Luca and those guys. If they can stay healthy, now adding PJ and Gafford, who is a guy that's gonna do the stuff that nobody else really on that roster outside of Lively wants to do. Gafford would have no problem and would be willing to do those things. So I like both of the gets for Dallas. And um, we know what Luca's going to bring to the table. So I do appreciate they filled up some gaps that they had. They addressed needs. And that's what's so encouraging for the Mavericks and, and, and this deadline. That's, that's what kind of goes. It doesn't have to be as complicated sometimes as it gets. Like, what do we need? Go out and try to address that as best we can without giving up a ton of capital. 
and the Knicks did that, and the Mavericks did a really good job of addressing some needs with PJ and Gafford. So Gafford could have went a lot of different places and impacted. So it's a good gift for Dallas. All right, guys, do it for buckets. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you guys being with us. We'll react a little bit more to some of the trade deadline stuff uh, as with on Sunday with the future Jays. Thanks for joining me. My thanks, Sean Little at Chicago Flow. We'll talk to you guys again on Monday after the Super Bowl. Make sure to download the Action Network app. My thanks to David Payne, our producer, as well as Matt Mitchell and the all the video crew and our video crew getting this up on YouTube.com/slash The Action Network. We'll talk to you guys again on Monday. Thanks for joining us. Till next time, let's get buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.